Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 50 of Too Busy to Podcast. Episode 50. I cannot believe that we are coming up to a year of the podcast. It is such a milestone and I am really excited that you are here listening to this episode. More news to come about our one year anniversary and how I'll be celebrating, but it just gives me kicks to say that. Episode 50. Yay! I'm really excited about today's episode, not because, not just because it's episode 50, But also, I want to take you behind the scenes of how I support my clients and what I do for this podcast in terms of creating content in less time. So something I hear quite a lot is, starting a podcast is on my list, but I just don't have the time right now. And I get it. As a business owner, you're juggling so much already that the thought of adding another thing to your plate is enough to make your head spin. And I'm here to dispel the myth in this episode, that having a podcast adds loads more time to your already full plate, because that just is not the case. And I am living proof of that. So whether you're a new podcaster, or you've been doing this podcasting thing for a while, but maybe you feel like you're always on the back foot, this episode is for you. So let's dive right in. I'm going to be sharing with you the exact process that I follow for this show and recommend to my clients as well. So be reassured that this isn't just some random thing that I plucked off the internet. I like to practice what I preach. Otherwise, I would just be a hypocrite. So tip number one, and this shouldn't be new to you because it's something that I harp on about quite a lot. And that thing is a podcast strategy. A podcast strategy is so, so, so important. And unfortunately, it's also something that a lot of podcasters don't think about. They often get really hung up on what mic do I get? How would I record my episodes? What day and time should I release my episodes? And they completely skip this fundamental piece. Even when I'm working with my launch clients, the first thing we do is create their launch strategy and guaranteed at least one of these questions will come up. So as I'm trying to build their strategy with them, they will ask one of those questions. And I have to bring them back to this really important piece because I know we'll come on to the tech and the logistics of podcasting in the future session. So this is something that I'm really passionate about because without a strategy, podcasters quickly lead to burnout. Or alternatively, they might keep going and they just don't see the results they'd hope to see. And it's the reason why, as I said, it's the first thing I work on with my launch clients before and above anything else. If you'd like to learn more about podcast strategies, I have a podcast episode on this. 
So if you haven't yet tuned in, head on over to episode 34 and take a listen. I'll make sure to include the link in the show notes for you for ease as well. But as a quick summary, your strategy should include five things. But the most important three for the purposes of this episode are, who is your ideal listener? So this is a very similar exercise to when you identified your ideal client for your business. And it might be that your ideal client is very similar or the same, but still this is not a step to be missed. Who is your ideal listener? I want you to kind of think about their age, where they live, when are they likely to be tuning into your episodes, where do they hang out in terms of social media platforms, all that good stuff. So grab a notebook, draw a person if you want, make a bulleted list and jot down the characteristics of your ideal listener. Number two, why do you want to start a podcast? Really, really important. Similar to business, your why is super important. Hopefully it's not because everyone else is starting one, but because you see the benefits of having one as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, to help you increase your revenue, position you as a leader in your niche, probably even attract opportunities that put you in front of new and bigger audiences. People have different podcast goals, but as part of your strategy, it's really important that you work out what your goals are. And most importantly, that they are aligned with your business. Don't just pluck your goals from thin air. Make sure that they are aligned with your business. Whatever your business is, they should be aligned with your business. Number three, what will you talk about? Ideally, it'll be a topic that you are super passionate about, that you can speak about without prompting for 30, 45 minutes. It's your bread and butter. You know it inside out. So kind of think to yourself, what does your audience need to hear? What are their problems, goals, desires? Again, grab a notebook, sit down and brainstorm this. If you're a business owner and entrepreneur, this piece probably will come a lot easier to you because you already have your ideal client all laid out. You have your content pillars that you've used before to create content around. If you've not heard the term content pillars, there are essentially three or five topics that you could use to build content around. For example, mine are launch, strategy, systems, and growth. Within launch could come tech. There's quite a lot of mindset when someone is launching as well. Within strategy comes your ideal listener that we just talked about. So kind of think about what do your topics look like for you? And what are some of the subtopics that come under each topic, if that makes sense? So those are the top three things that I suggest that you really take into consideration when it comes to your strategy. There are two other pieces, but as I mentioned before, head on over to episode 34 and take a listen so you can learn more. Feel free to pause this episode and come back to it after you have listened. So it all kind of makes a bit more sense. So let's get into it. Number one was podcast strategy. Number two, my absolutely favorite thing in my business is templates. Faith, 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 faith. I am a big believer of why recreate the wheel when you can reuse and recycle. As business owners, we are juggling so much. The last thing we need to do 
is keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's not a good use of anyone's time. I use templates for everything in my podcast, everything, I kid you not. I have a template for my podcast script. I have a template for my show notes. I have a template for my promotional graphics for social media. I even have an editing template in my software. I use Audacity and I am able to position my intro, my outro and swap out the episodes every time I'm editing a new one. So everything lines up in exactly the same way. So I don't have to keep importing intros and outros and ads for my clients each and every time. I have email templates for every part of my guest process. I've talked about this on the show before where I use Dubsado. So it is very heavily automated. But a big part of that process is having canned emails that are literally all I have to do is switch out a name, switch out probably a couple other small pieces of information. And that's it. Hit send. Boom. Done. It is very, very rare that I'll create something new for my podcast, especially when I'm a year in. It's a very well-oiled machine. I don't really have to think about stuff. I just get in and I do it. So if you take nothing else away from this episode, templates are your friend. They are an absolute game changer. On to number three, which is batching. I've talked about batching before. And this can be applied to some or all of your podcast tasks. Personally, I don't batch everything. I don't batch my editing, for example, primarily because for me, maybe it's because I do it so much. Maybe it's because I'm slightly perfectionistic, but it requires a lot of concentration. So for me to sit and edit for hours on end, which I did recently and it was, you know, I was absolutely shattered. I think I did four or five episodes one Sunday because I was going to be flat out during the week. I wanted to get ahead and it was a stark reminder of why I don't do it. I was absolutely shattered at the end. And for me, quality is really, really important. So I don't batch edit my podcast episodes or for my clients. I will admit, but I do batch quite a lot of my other stuff. So it usually starts with the episode prep. So at the end of the month, I will usually sit down and look at, I've talked about Trello before, which is my central hub for the podcast, all the key information, including my podcast ideas, episode ideas, go into the Trello board. And at the end of every month, I'll look at the Trello board to see what episodes are coming up. And on that last Saturday, normally, of the month, I will map out the next four episodes for the month coming. So that's very much kind of writing down. I've got a notebook that I write down all the sort of ideas. If I need to do any research because it's a guest or it's a topic that I want to, you know, pull a stat for, that kind of stuff, it will all happen there. And that would normally take maybe two to three hours. The next piece for me is recording. My interviews tend to happen when they happen because I don't do that many interviews. I don't necessarily batch them, although I do recommend to my clients that they do. But for my solo episodes, I try to record at least two in one sitting. Again, I have a really short attention span. So anything more than that won't work for me. But it might be, say, for example, if you're doing 
really short episodes, 10, 15 minutes, you can cover an hour, an hour and a half tops once a month and just get them done. It really is a personal preference. And then there's the writing piece. And writing includes, you know, writing your show notes, your newsletter, and your social media copy. If you're a writer, if you enjoy writing, a lot of my clients do. That's the one thing about their show that they really enjoy. You can just sit down and get it all done. I suggest that you transcribe your episode and then use the transcript to create your show notes for your website, the episode description for your podcast host, and for your social media posts as well. It's really easy for you to have that copy and paste into a Google Doc, move things around, fluff it up with a bit extra words. And then before you know it, within a couple of hours, all your writing pieces are done. And as I mentioned before, if you have a template, it's really, really easy for you to just plug in the information for each episode. Reuse and recycle, reuse and recycle. We are not here for recreating the wheel every time. I am all about simple strategies and actionable tips. And this is one thing I want you to take away from this episode. I never want to see a podcaster doing more than they need to do. So if nothing else, streamline your processes so that you don't feel like your podcast is running you. Again, I have an episode of batching, the benefits of batching, episode 18, where I talk about this in a lot more detail. So feel free to head on over and tune into that episode. I will, of course, link it in the show notes for you as well. On to number four, stay organized. And I know this might sound really obvious, but because there's so many moving parts with your podcast, it's easy to lose track of something or forget that you've done something because, you know, when it's all in your head, you're not really sure where you're at because you're juggling so much. So when I talk about organization, I am talking the contents of your podcast assets. And when I say your assets, I mean your show notes, your guest information, all that kind of stuff. I highly recommend keeping your podcast assets in one or two places max. So for me personally, as you'll know, I use Trello. It's the central hub, as I mentioned. And then I also use Google Drive. There isn't anything duplicated per se. So the Trello board has all my social media links. When I get reviews, I will screenshot them and save them to the Trello board. They have all my episode ideas for all four seasons. It has a link to all my templates so that, you know, if I was to bring on a VA, that's part of my SOPs. I don't have to then start thinking about, oh, where do I find X, Y, Z? Everything is in my Trello board. And then in the Google Drive folder, I have a podcast main folder. And then within that, I then have season one, season two. And then within each season folder, episode one, episode two, episode three, et cetera, et cetera. And then within each episode folder, we would have the show notes. We would have potentially the script, although I tend to delete the script once the episode is recorded because the show notes replaces them. I also have the transcript. I also have the final version of the podcast episode. 
If we have a guest, I will save their headshot in that folder along with their bio. Even though it's saved in Dubsado, I just like to have everything in one place. I generally refer back to my transcripts quite a lot when I'm creating content for social media. I want my podcast to work for me. So by having everything in one place, it just really saves me so much time. I don't have to go digging around looking for stuff. I just need to look at my Trello board. So say I wanted to do a post next week about batching. I'll look at my Trello board, which episode is batching, right? Episode, I think I said episode 18 earlier. Then I'll head on over to Google Drive, look for the episode 18 folder, pull up the transcript, and there we go. I can pull the information that I need, go and create my posts for social media, and that's it. That is literally it. I don't know how long that would take. Maybe I'm not a writer. So for me, it'll probably take 30, 45 minutes to an hour. But for you listening, if you are a better writer, you enjoy writing content, that could take a whole lot less time. So organization is key. Number five is outsourcing. If you're listening to this episode and thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like a lot, or maybe you're a regular listener and you've tuned into other episodes and you're thinking of launching your podcast and you're thinking, okay, this is a lot. I think I might need a little bit of help. Please know that outsourcing is an option. You do not have to outsource everything. That's something I really want to be clear on. You can outsource the pieces that you want to outsource. And I'm not here to tell you when you should outsource because this differs for everyone. I think the time will become abundantly clear when it arrives. For example, I obviously help launch podcasts for clients. Some of them continue to work with me on an ongoing retainer basis, whereas others will either run it themselves or have a VA do some of the sort of admin pieces of the podcast. Everyone is different. I've had clients who've come to me after podcasting for a year, three years, and that's when they've reached the stage where they've realized, actually, I can't do this anymore. And then they outsource the whole lot or they just outsource editing. It really depends on what support you think you need. So don't think, oh my gosh, outsourcing, that's going to cost a bomb. Think about the pieces that you don't enjoy and won't have the time to do and think about your budget for those specific tasks. It doesn't have to be expensive as you think. It's better to kind of get the support you need so you can focus on the areas that really are your zone of genius. Because if you continue, and I've literally just hired, officially hired my first team member. And I cannot tell you, I'll talk about this a little bit more because in the next episode, I'm going to be delving into this topic, outsourcing a lot, lot more. So look out for that episode. But I cannot tell you the absolute relief because I've wanted to hire someone for a while to do show notes because they're not my thing. And I kept waiting for the right time. Of course, the right time never came. I'm not even sure what the right time looks like. But I guarantee you, once she signed her contract and it came back to me, it was like something lifted off my shoulders that I didn't even realize was there. So I implore you to kind of think about no matter where you are in your podcasting journey, 
If there's something that you want to outsource, explore what that will look like. Have an idea of your own budget because, you know, budget is very personal. It will be different from other people. But how much can you afford to pay someone to help you execute certain tasks? And then make a plan. Start speaking to people, looking at their rates, looking to see what's included in those packages. I, of course, support clients in lots of different ways. I offer done with you, done for you, but then also consults where we jump on a call and we map out whatever it is that you need support with. So I would be happy to have a chat with you if that's something that you're looking for support with. But regardless, whoever you decide to go with, just know that outsourcing is an option. Don't do what I did. (laughs) Wait for the right time that never came. Just take the leap. I guarantee you, you won't regret it. So that's something that we're going to pick up in next week's episode. But one final point before we wrap up, I would like to share the tools that I use to help me do everything that I have mentioned today. So there's Trello. I talk a lot about Trello. You know that I am slightly obsessed. But in case you've not heard the term before, Trello is a project management tool. This one works really well for me at my stage of my business. But there are others like Asana and ClickUp if you'd like to check out other options. Then there's Google Drive, as I mentioned, where I store my show notes, my episodes, my script outline, guest information, all the things If you prefer Dropbox, if you work with Dropbox, that could work just as well. And finally, otter.ai. I will make sure all these links are in the show notes for you. But otter.ai, I use to transcribe the episode. So when the episode has been fully produced, I upload it to otter. Within a few minutes, it transcribes it. And I download that script or I copy and paste it into a Google Doc. And I use that script to create the show notes, to pull quotes. And I also highlight certain sections that I can use for future content. Because as I mentioned, your podcast is not a one and done. Make sure that you are repurposing your podcast content for months and years to come. So that's it for this week's episode. It's so, so important that you put systems in place so that you spend less time in the weeds of your podcast and using that time to make maximum impact. I hope you found these five steps helpful. Which tip will you be implementing? Head on over to Instagram. It's at too busy to podcast and let me know. But until next Thursday, have a fantastic week and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.